0: Hi, buddies, and uh, welcome to another episode of A Guy in Brunei. Yeah, it's my second amazing podcast. Uh, The one that I've established uh, and you might want to check out is called Sound and Fury. Sound and Fury, published by Opinion, but it's soon to expire, I feel. Uh, I haven't heard yet, but uh, rumor has it that they're going to... Uh, shuffle off their mortal coil fairly soon, or at least the uh, service providers are not going to provide me with the wonderful platform that I've had for 18 months for my um, pontificating and nonsense and 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 all of that kind of stuff. So what am I doing currently? Well, as you can hear from the ambient environment, I'm not cheating, it's not YouTube. I really am out and about. I'm in the wonderful uh, the wonderful something or other. I'm in the uh, espresso bar uh, at the Brunei airport. At Brunei airport. Uh, and I'm waiting for my good friend and buddy Daniel Ma, who's uh, coming into town. He's going to be spending a few days uh, in a place called Seria, spelled S E R I A. And I believe, I'll update you later, but I believe he's doing a course there. Some kind of teacher course goodness knows why we'll have to get up to speed why he decides to come to this uh neck of the woods to do a training course anyway Seria is i'll tell you what i lined up for him uh obviously i'm gonna pick him up at the airport i'm just waiting now killing a bit of time um i'm in good time i haven't pinned down which flight he's on um because he said he was on an air asia flight and uh, he said he was coming in at 4:30. the only air, air for air asia flight on the arrivals board is arriving at 4 15 so uh, my alarm bells are ringing you know my alarm bells are ringing and uh, he hasn't told me where he's coming from so I've got no idea where he's coming from there is a Jakarta plane that's due to arrive around about 4:36, but that's only because it's delayed uh, so I'm um, yeah I'm a little bit concerned about this this uh, unless he was just rounding his time up so we'll find out if Daniel does arrive he is on a plane yeah going somewhere because he sent me his message but of course you lose wi-fi connectivity when you're flying you know you don't get it on the plane you're teased with it they say oh you can connect to Wi-Fi, but you never can you never can uh answers on a postcard do you uh connect with wi-fi on a plane ever has it ever happened for you never in my experience uh so that's just you know it's like plastic cutlery it's one of those um, letdowns that you experience on a plane um So anyway, he's coming into town and the plan is that I'm going to uh, meet him and greet him and we're going to drive to the Empire Hotel which will be uh, half an hour's drive and we're going to enjoy uh, ourselves there for an hour or two and then uh, I'm going to pack him off in a taxi because I don't fancy the hour drive to Syria. Now does that make me a terrible friend? But I really don't fancy the hour's drive to Syria and the hour's drive back um, and you know I might get dragged into something at Syria and I've got school tomorrow so I just didn't really want to uh, be too late so uh, so I've got him a taxi that's all sorted and uh, yeah that's what's going down so if you've been wondering what's happened to sound and fury if you're joining the dots I uh, am Paul England and I have a sound and fury podcast now at the minute it's November 2017 as you probably know you might have noticed this uh, if you're using a calendar very handy way of of, um, you know following following the flow of time anyway November is NaNoWriMo month that stands for National Novel Writing Month it's probably american based i think it's it's a month where people are challenged to write a novel in a month the idea is that you can write a short novel they give you a target of fifty thousand words so to say that you're a winner you simply have to post uh, a novel any kind of prose into Uh, the website NaNoWriMo website and as long as the computer figures out that you've typed in excess of 50,000 words you're going to be declared a winner and you cannot claim the win until 20 days into November so I am currently very busy writing a novel or let's be more uh, specific I am busy writing a terrible draft of a terrible novel and at the end of it if I manage to keep it going I might just scrape across I'll limp across the finish line uh, with 50,000 words I'm hoping I can do that so to do that I've got to average 1700 words a day no matter what because the minute you fall behind your word count goes up and then it becomes less likely you're gonna do it 1700 words takes a bit of doing every single day now so far I'm back and that was absolutely brutal I was in full flow there uh, talking about my novel experience and it just cut off they said do you want to preview your recording I didn't want to stop my recording I did not stop that recording so the previous recording airport one I I have called it Uh, (laughs) this is airport two obviously it's just stopped so I'm writing a novel and you have to write seventeen hundred words to get to 50,000 words in the 30 days of November so basically what I've decided to do I thought well okay I'll just do the bare minimum I'll just write my seventeen hundreds shade under that i'll try and average that every single day and i'll have um, 30 i try to get 30 chapter headings so i'm going with a kind of autobiographical thinly disguised autobiographical story um where where it suits i'm going to exaggerate make things up um and when i'm stuck for ideas I've, i've got real life to fall back on so i don't actually have to worry about making up a plot And let's be honest a lot of short stories you know like john updike nothing much happens there's no kind of really fast narrative going on it's just uh, a couple of days you know in the life of a character he might just move himself a fraction forward in terms of self-awareness and self-understanding is that sort of thing it's just a little it's more like an extended pen portrait of, of two or three characters in a, in a domestic it's like a piece of chamber music really you might have three or four characters on his farmhouse um you know he's writing so I've just purchased John Updike's short stories collection from I think when he first uh, published a short story in the New Yorker it was the early 1950s right through to the middle of the 1970s when he'd already written a couple of rabbit books and he was well on the way to being established as um along with people like Philip Roth and Saul Bellow as one of America's premium uh, talents in the literary field. So, yeah, it's a lot to live up to. And uh, I'm actually shit at writing, I've realised. So I've got a couple of books, you know. But I just thought, I I can just be reading about technique and how to write a book and how to write better sentences. I can be doing that till I'm blue in the face and at the end of the day, nothing gets put down on the page. So the thing about NaNoWriMo is it forces you, if you choose to follow it, uh, to actually get something out there. So um, that's what I'm doing. I'm just thinking, right, I'm just going to write something and I'll have a short draft uh, a short novel, a draft of a short novel and then I can look and see what I've got and say right, okay, 50% of that is garbage or 50% of that is actually okay, I can rewrite it I mean obviously you're going to re redraft it uh, I was well, what was I doing, I was I, was, I realised I was, instead of writing something as it happens in the 1st I'm writing in the first person because Murakami does that and he, he's like a hero of mine I realised I was basically fleshing out the synopsis you know, I had, a, I had an idea for what was going to happen in each chapter, and then I started to write. This happened, that happened. And I thought, all I'm doing is fleshing out a synopsis. I need to have some dialogue. So I thought, let's launch in and write some dialogue and, and things happening in real time. But I needed to figure out how to do that. So I actually went. To the uh one of murakami's books i won't say which one because it's embarrassing but uh, i went to one of his books and looked at one of his chapters and analyzed it and thought right how what's going on here so it's descriptive paragraph uh, dialogue uh change of topic uh change of scene. There's like time breaks every so often uh, a time break is indicated by just a a, a, a big paragraph break so you've got uh, three or four returns and and just a little circle and uh, that indicates that the the time has moved on so it's later on in the evening or the next day or something so I thought okay so I'm gonna write in a similar fashion so I'm gonna write with some time breaks maybe three or four in a chapter Um, but we're talking a fairly you know fairly linked uh, theme in in this chapter so I've got a theme for my chapter and I'm trying to map out what I'm gonna have in the way of dialogue if I did that and I did um, I had some kind of structure to hold on to and then I just uh, start writing and and I basically can do I can do it I'm not saying it's great writing, but, you know, I'm having my moments and sometimes I think, well, that's not too bad. Um, I'm trying not to edit, you know, because once you start editing, you can just get bogged down in rewriting the couple of pages you might have written. And then you're, you're half the speed. So I'm trying to get the first draft down. I can't help myself making a few little tweaks, you know, literally as I'm writing. But if, I'm, if I've written two or three pages um, with a few tweaks as I go, then that's it. They're done. You know, I might review them at the end of the day if I've got time and just make a few more tweaks. But basically, I'm going to leave the redrafting. So uh, everybody's got to find out how to do this if they want to embark on this journey, you know. So that's what I've been up to. So this is Airport 2. I'm going to finish off my coffee mocha. It's extremely noisy here because they got the coffee machines going. But hey, you know, if you're listening to Sound and Fury, you know I'm a fan of uh, podcasts. So here we go with uh, Airport Three. Uh, you pro- probably don't notice a break at all. So as I was saying, it's um, if you're a fan of Sound of Fury, you will know that I am a fan of ambient noise in the background. I just find it more uninhibiting to record out and about. You know, as soon as I get home and I start using a good microphone, I kind of dry up in a sterile uh, audio environment where there's you know perfect silence. If I was in some um, isolation booth and some radio studio. I don't know. Uh, would I be able to cope? Would I be able to? I'd, I'd get used to it, I suppose. But I quite like the stimulus of being like right now. I'm in. Uh, I'm on the second story. I'm on the perfect viewing spot. I'm right above the exit uh, area, the arrivals exit. So uh, normally in a busy airport there would be flights coming in every few minutes and there would be a steady flow of people coming out. Um, but right now all the activity is well. Basically, what have we got? We've got. Seating for about uh, 50 people in in three or four little clusters of seats. We've got a little semicircle of desks um, advertising hire car companies. We've got the information desk, and then we've got uh, KFC. We've got a Burger King. We've got some kind of phone shop. We've got Progressive, the you know the the, the data supplier, phone supplier here. A thing called Royce. I don't know what that is. Uh, I really don't know. Upstairs, we've got some food. Um, I'm in the coffee shop, as I've said. And uh, and there's no sign of Daniel Ma. He's just not here. And I'm a bit concerned that we might have got the wrong plane or something terrible has happened because the time he gave me, 4.30, does not tally with the AirAsia flight. And there is only one AirAsia flight uh, indicated on the notice board. And that is uh, coming in at 4.15. So So, uh, as we speak, uh, we are now, we've nudged to 4.40. And uh, even with the time it's going to take him to pick up his bags and and wander through, yeah, um, so basically what I'm going to do, I'm not going to panic. I'm here. Uh, I'll wait for his message. He's got to be proactive. I'm safely here, you know. I'm in Brunei. He's the one who needs a lift, so, you know, sod him. I don't care. He can just jolly well go out of, you know, if he arrives. I'm here, and we've got Wi-Fi at some point. He's got my number, so it'll all be good, and I'll uh, get you back up to speed. So, yeah, there's um, a girl eating an ice cream who looks a bit like an ex-student of mine, but she isn't. I don't think. She looks very similar, though. And... uh, yeah it's it's a beautiful lovely Brunei evening and at some point soon hopefully I'll be out of this airport and I'll be wending my way to the Empire Hotel and uh Daniel Ma is going to make a guest appearance on this podcast. Oh, yes, indeed, he is. And it's all going to be kushti. I don't know if we're going to be hitting golf balls, though. It'll be dark. And so we'll... uh, Yeah, we won't be able to play golf. I think Daniel's overestimating what you can get done in the evening. But the Empire Hotel, that'll be very, very pleasant, very nice. But we're going to miss that sunset if he doesn't um, get a regal on. So, yeah, I hope you're enjoying this uh, amazing podcast. Uh, And I'm going to just... I'm getting a bit twitchy now, so I'll uh, get back to you in a little while.